Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. I'll tell you a tale of the bottomless blue when it's hay to the starboard heave-ho. Look out, a lad, a mermaid be waiting for you in mysterious fathoms below. Fathoms below, below, where once wayward westerlies blow, where Triton is king and his merpeople sing in mysterious fathoms below. It's Saturday, April 10th, 2021, and as we all know, that means it's National Submarine Day! 
thank you for taking time away from your undersea party to listen to our little show because this is Saturday Matinee. Those lyrics come from Howard Ashman from Disney's Little Mermaid, of course. And to navigate these rough seas, I've enlisted two hearty men of the sea. The keen-eyed men at the mast, Ray. How, are, uh, the, ahoy? Is that it? I don't know. I give up. <laughs> okay, well, you're, you're knee-hauled. <laughs> Whatever that word is. Keel, we'll keel-haul you later. Keel-haul. That's it. <laughs> and that siren of the sea, the handsomest man in podcasting, Tommy. Uh, that's me, and I'm so glad. I was afraid for a second that you hit your head and you thought this was your sea shanty podcast. So I'm oh, glad yeah. that we're back I'm recording up that right <laughs> after. I'm just warming up here. Got it. You know? Okay. Yeah. This is my pre-show. Uh, yes. And I am Kyle. I'm from the Marvel Movie Minute and several other podcasts I will be hosting today. So, welcome. So, the first question I have for you gentlemen is... What have you been watching? I have been on a nostalgic trip, and then Ooh. I saw a real new one that's just up for Oscars. Number one, I rewatched Field of Dreams. Oh, very nice. Still outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. And I cried two different times. <laughs> and, none of, and none of it has anything to do with having a catch. I still don't like having a catch. I think it should be yeah. playing catch, and I think you stand in line, not online, hot catch. <laughs> Number two, but I cry from happiness when, like, he, uh. after dropping off, um, Edward James almost, and he makes that U-turn, and he goes, Marvin Graham, or whatever it is, Moonlight Graham. And he's like, you saw it. I knew you saw it. And I was like, he totally did see it. Like, I just love it so much. And then the other one was Broadcast News. Oh, which is, I was just thinking about Broadcast News the one other of day. The, has been in my top five for a long time, then fell to top ten because I haven't watched it in a long time. You can't get it on DVD anymore. And then I was like, oh, right like things like digital things and you can get it right now through apple tv for you can buy it for three dollars and i bought it and it is that is a bargain standing. it is so good so timely and so many of the lines just yeah. hold up i mean it's just really 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 good I, one of my favorite lines from that movie is actually uh it must be must be great being the smartest person in the room no it's terrible no, it's and awful yeah. it's awful it's awful yeah. it That's is it. for God, sale <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, I'm, it's I'm gonna, right after the show, the, I'm going to oh, buy it, it's too, so because good. it's so My good. favorite line, one of them, because it reminds me of something I used to say to a very close female friend of mine, which is, I think you're the devil. You know I'm not, because if I was the devil, you'd be the only person that I'd tell. Great. <laughs> Great line. Albert Brooks is so perfect in it. Everyone, like across yeah. the board, everyone is just absolute perfection. And every warning it's sending, everything it's talking about, the news and how it's being treated and how it's degraded is it's as relevant today as it was back then. So, yeah, I know that's not a fun thing. Like we're supposed to talk no. about new timely stuff. Also, no. like I've been watching like tons of TikToks. Anyways, Ray. <laughs> Yeah, Ray, what have you been watching? In all honesty, not too much. Um, uh, just Frasier. I'm almost done oh, binge-watching okay. Frasier. Um, I have like four episodes left. How many seasons was it on? It was like a, a mainstay, right? Eleven! Oh, wow. my God. Wow. And they still those, have those stories to tell. Old school, like 22 eps, probably? 22-minute episodes, yep. That's sweet. Wait a minute, I do the math. That was, that's 3,000 episodes. I was a humanity major. <laughs> I, wait, I don't think... <laughs> Wait, check your figures on that. Um, I, I've been in a uh, taste recalibration phase uh, oh. because I realized I've been watching a lot of really good stuff lately, and that sort of has skewed me. So I decided to watch a bunch of really bad stuff. To uh, did you watch the Snyder Cut? There. I did watch the Snyder Cut, but that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, there was. There's been a whole series of movies that have come out in the last 
couple of years that I have totally skipped uh, because they had gotten terrible, terrible reviews. And so I decided sure. to subject myself. So I created my own little film festival of female assassin movies. Uh, a ton of them had come out in the last couple of years, and I have missed all of them. And so I decided, all right, I'm just going to watch them all back to back. And it is an endurance test. Uh, I'm a big Atomic Blonde fan. At least I'm the, a big Atomic the, Blonde. The, the staircase scene is These are the sort of the post-Atomic Blonde ones. Like after Atomic Blonde, people are like, oh, we want those too. So, so far I've watched like Ava. I've watched oh. Peppermint. Oh, Peppermint. Uh, that was what? Garner? Jennifer Garner? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next next is Rhythm Section. Uh, Starring then, oh, right, yeah. Yes. And then Anna. Um, and then... Starring Anna DeBay, the director of The Color Purple. No, that's not... <laughs> no, not the fifth <laughs> one. And I can't remember what the, the fifth one is. But yeah, that's, those are what I've been watching so far. And it's I'm, I'm finding they are extremely well acted by the lead actresses and extremely poorly plotted. Oh. Uh, but they still have some pretty good action scenes. Rhythm so. section was supposed to be a really like it was talked about as being like a real big heavy hitter and a yeah. turning point for Blake Lively. I haven't gotten there yet, so that's next on my list. Oh. So maybe that'll be the one that I'll be like, oh, finally I found one that's like smoking good. I haven't seen it, but spoiler alert, that talk just stopped at some point, okay. and then it went pretty <laughs> much direct to video. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I say I'm not like I said, I'm not keeping high expectations for any of these but i've been sort of uh, thinking about that that as a genre and how poorly cool. it's shown in there so i've been yeah uh, sure yeah which is the like one the, where jo scarlett johansson turns into a thumb drive <laughs> yeah lucy lucy <laughs> yeah I don't remember. Oh, man, that, that movie one. is bonkers and yeah. a half man yeah sometimes luck basson is just like on a whole different frequency. Like when he decided he wanted to be David Lynch, it was like, <laughs> no, I think there's a lane that you created. I think you should probably stay in there. In all fairness, I thought the beginning of that movie was okay. It was just, I agree. Once, it just, yeah. it just goes completely in directions you wouldn't expect. And by the end you go, okay, <laughs> she's a, she's a monkey computer now. Okay, fine. <laughs> sure. Great. That's what they used to call me in school. You know? <laughs> Monkey computer? Oh, yeah. that's adorable. It's in my yearbook, Ray, a.k.a. Monkey Computer. Most likely to be a monkey computer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another question I had as I was sort of thinking about uh, sitting here with you guys, um, we're sort of at kind of an anniversary-ish of, of sort of the lockdown and, and the year that we've all been living with, mm. with um, having to change everything. I was curious, how has your watching, viewing changed over the last year? Like, could can you remember what things were like before COVID? And like, I was just thinking if you were, like, for me, the one that came to mind is I used to watch all of the CW superhero shows, so like Arrow and Flash, and I watched all the episodes of all of them. And then COVID hit and we went to quarantine and I just stopped and I haven't watched any of them in a year. And I, I don't really think like I'm over those. I'm past them. I just stopped and I have no, had no inclination to go back. It was sort of odd when I looked back at it. So I was curious if you had any things similar of like how your, your viewing habits and change or what, what you liked more, what you haven't liked more. Are you binging more? Are you binging less? Are you pickier? Are you less picky? The only thing I can say is that it definitely gave me more time to watch things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've definitely been branched in the last year have branched out a lot more than I anticipated I mm. would. And it's really interesting, actually, to see a breakdown of it in my letterbox mm. stats which you can get as, you know, a pro or a patron. I'm not saying that as an ad. I'm just. Oh, the ad will come later. It's that's FYI. So please talk up the virtues of the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I'm a patron. So I, you, 
I have all the stats from every movie you log the entire year. And it's just crazy to see last year I watched almost, I averaged almost two movies per day. Nice. Wow. Why are you on this podcast? You could have your own <laughs> podcast. He does have his own podcast. That's true. Good point. But another one. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Tommy? I, well, I was about to say that you stopping watching superhero stuff felt I don't know if this is the right word, not intuitive. Like that doesn't seem mm, like one to one. It seems like you'd be looking for more of an escape or right. human looking things towering over all stuff. But I, my situation is also not very intuitive in that. And this is this is well timed with my <laughs> broadcast news uh, mm-hmm. field of dreams monologue is that the majority if I had to catalog it, the majority of the time I went back to stuff that I've already watched. There was something about control something it's comfort food and i'm not mm-hmm. watching crap i my movie collection is great i love it it's literally on dvd because i'm forty nine thousand years old but <laughs> um but like i just found i think that was a way of sort of keeping my hands on things and then the only other thing was when this was starting it's the only time that i can remember in my life when i had to stop for a bit watching horror movies Horror oh, movies are my favorite okay. thing. And one of these is, speaking of one-to-one, I know I've told the story before, so I'll tell it very shortly. I was watching one of my favorite horror movies. This is like around maybe late March, April. I was getting very uncomfortable. And I was just like, do I not feel well? Or I'm just like, Ugh, I'm not really enjoying this. I was watching the, the movie <laughs> Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> and then another Too time close. I caught Too myself close. and I was watching the movie. Uh, it's called Quarantine. It's the English version of Rec, R-E-C. Oh, yeah. Um, where everyone is trapped in an apartment building. I live in an apartment building and no one can leave. I can't leave. And everyone's getting sick outside. Like, it was crazy. So I just had to, like, I usually am pretty Teflon about what I watch and not having it uh, impact me negatively. And I really had to take care of myself in a way that I haven't had to, which makes me think that I'm growing as an adult. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you need to find horror movies that are set in wide open spaces. So, you know, exactly. happy films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and exactly. The Hills Have Eyes, oh, you know, all that big, wheat. wide open, yeah, right. yeah. high tension, you know, yeah. these big, wide open areas. Yeah. Just the last house on the left. Casually running through the fields. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, th- th- thank you for indulging me. That was just something that had been uh, on question. my mind. So, all right. So let's, uh, I, there's nothing really in the news that I found really that exciting. Uh, is there anything? <gasps> I uh, will say from the gasp, then uh, oh my please, if you have something that that was really thrilling to you, Ray please just fell back on his fainting over. couch. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just practicing my gasping at that particular moment. Oh, OK. Just a, no, no. Just a bad timing. <laughs> Comcast is considering making all of their universal films only available to stream through Peacock. Peacock? Are we really thinking the Peacock's uh, yeah. going to stick around? <laughs> well, they no. they they own Universal Comcast owns yes. Peacock and Universal NBC Pictures. NBC Universal, so. sure, but I'm just surprised of like Peacock. I, every time someone says Peacock, I'm like, did you mean to say <laughs> The Office? <laughs> like, like, is anyone going to Peacock for other things? I don't know. At, at the moment, I don't know anything else that's on there that has really been that. I think it's interesting that that news comes on the same on the heels of Sony's announcement that all their new releases are going to Netflix first. 
So Sony right. is the only really? one of these mega corporations who went, we're not making our own streaming service. Like, you guys know what you're doing. Just write us a check, and, and we'll put them up on there. So they're using HBO Max in the same way. I mean, they're using Netflix in the same way that Warner Brothers is using HBO Max. Like, right. you already have the platform. You already have the people. Like, you get our new release movies for oh, a certain man. period of time, and, and then, then they, they Paramount leave. has Paramount Plus. So it's just, it's going to be this huge split. Yes. The thing that and, I was like, it's, it'll never work. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> and who is that terrible for? Us. Yeah, well, exactly. Another channel, another place, another exclusivity. I mean, thank goodness there are great apps out there. Like, let me see. I'm trying to give them a plug because it's so great. Just watch. If you don't have Just oh, Watch, right, yes. download it because it's so great. Because when you want to watch a movie, you just put it in there and it tells you what streaming services it's on. Oh, is that bad? I use something called Decider and it's not that oh, great. Okay. Is Just Watch better? Just Watch is pretty good. Yeah. And okay. they keep it up to date. Oh, so like, that's you know, great. I, that's if you're helpful. looking for stuff. And they also, if you can't stream it, they will tell you where you can buy it and who has it cheapest. Oh, Dynamite. And Just if you use something like Movies Anywhere, then you can buy it one place and it'll show up in multiple places. Yeah. So it's it's super helpful. You know, another great thing is on Letterboxd, and I swear I'm not meaning oh this as an, as an ad. <laughs> when is, when is, when is your wedding, so wedding is Letterboxd coming up? <laughs> Do you want me to officiate? Tommy, we've been married for six months. Where have you been? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm bad at Facebook. been wedding. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> did you, no, did but, you hide the ring in your beard? <laughs> yeah, I did. I tied it. It was actually braided. It was like Gimli <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. And it was at the very... Okay, that's enough. <laughs> no, but the, the cool thing is Letterboxd actually uses Just Watch to track their movies oh, and stuff. Okay. And what's really cool is if you have a Letterboxd profile and you add movies you want to watch to your watch list, you will get notified when movies become available on a service that you subscribe to. Oh, this is all so much better than Decider or whatever I said that I'm using. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. That's great. Stay tuned to the end of the episode and we'll have a special code for you to get into (laughs) (laughs) a little tease there. But speaking of little teases, uh, Ray, your first trailer is for a sequel that we didn't think was ever coming out. Right. Uh, Come on and slam and welcome to the jam. Tell us about Space Jam colon a new legacy. Well, thanks a lot, because now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for, like, the next week. No, so finally, for some reason, uh, Warner Brothers decided that they are going to make a sequel to a movie that was obviously just a big cash cow as far as product placement and all this other stuff. Uh, McDonald's, Nike, Wheaties, you name it. But... You know, we need more product placement in 2021. <laughs> so LeBron James steps up to the pl- I'm sorry, wrong sport. Steps up to the 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 line the foul line. Uh, sure, yeah. and <laughs> you are asking the wrong man. group, <laughs> right? I, but what's interesting though is it actually looks like they are there might be a decent story here. At least it mm. it has the 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 skeleton of a good idea for a story because it looks like lebron and his son are struggling with his son being in his shadow basically and not wanting to have to follow in his father's footsteps and somehow he gets kidnapped by aliens it looks like and uh in another dimension within the warner brothers multiverse mm-hmm. and I believe it's they the server verse now. The server verse. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay, yeah. there it is. Because everybody and their mother was there. 
What in the Matrix hell? Welcome to the space. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait! Cartoon? Me. What's up, Doc? What does a new Space Jam need? What did? What was lacking in the first one? That was like Pennywise. That's what they need. And <laughs> sure enough, there he is. Wait, Pennywise was in the trailer. Pennywise is in the trailer. I was so thinking, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm so late in saying this, but I just watched the trailer today. It looks like Ready Player LeBron. Like yes. it just looks like yeah. Ready Player One, and they You're were like, "Do that. Right. Do that." Right. This time, which yeah, is actually just our much more interesting than... Oh, I never saw the original Space Jam. I know, uh, right? Dude. Um, no, my parents were religious. Wait, what? But <laughs> Tommy, we're of a similar age, though. You yep. remember the hype train around Space Jam. Kind of. I really missed it for some reason. Like, I knew really? it existed. Okay. And I know there was... And it was Michael Jordan playing... He was real, and then there was, like, Bugs Bunny, and they were playing... Yeah. Well, even if you didn't see the movie, I just remember, like, it oh, was I everywhere. I definitely knew about it. It was a cultural phenomenon that yes. I just... I only knew what I just said, for some reason. Right. Probably because I didn't care about cartoons, and I didn't care about basketball. So I was like, literally, <laughs> why not call it Making Fun of Tom? Like, why would I want to see this movie? <laughs> like, it's a montage of times I've tripped in public. Like, why would I want to see that? <laughs> so, no, I totally missed it. But this looks... I mean, I like... I love pop culture stuff and Ready Player One gets better a little bit every time I watch it. So it's fun. So if you're interested in seeing this movie, it comes out in the U.S. on July 16th. And I do believe this is going to be a theatrical release. I believe release. it's both. So okay. you can you can see it on streaming on HBO oh, Max or HBO if you have Max, a subscription right. or you can see it in theaters if it is safe to go there in your area. So. Right. Oh, real quick. Did you notice... The Droogs from Clockwork Orange are also in there. <laughs> oh, I got to rewatch that trailer. I missed a lot. Especially in the crowd. Like when they show the, cr like they're standing there That's in the, the crowd scene and they pause it and you can see there's all these Warner Brothers characters from all their different IPs. Wow. I guess. I just hate these. Blech, hate these then. Yeah. But yeah, but it's in there. Yeah. Good uh, and I, my, my, uh, my daughter is, when I watched it, was incensed the fact that she. They buried the lead on what she thinks her favorite joke is. And I'm going to wait until Tommy stops drinking because I don't want to have him do a spit take right into his microphone. Oh, no. Because Don Cheadle is in this movie and he's mm -hmm. playing Al Garitham. Oh, <laughs> Did I write this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> keeping on the, the, the juvenile bent that we've taken, uh, my trailer is called Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. It is a documentary about the creation of Sesame Street. This was an experiment. Tag! You're it! No one had ever seen anything like it. I wanted to capture the family aura. Hi, Bert! But I don't think any of us sat there thinking, oh my God, we're changing the world. 
Joan had a brilliantly simple notion. Children were watching a tremendous amount of television. So why not see if it could educate them? It was actually based on a book by Michael Davis, which is a very, very good book. I have read it. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're interested. Uh, it's I, I, I kind of like this the story because there's no backstage machinations. There's no clashing egos. It's just like, what if we made something really nice and helpful? And everybody went, yeah, we should do that. And it, it's like, not everything is, you know smooth and easy on the way and like they talk a lot about how they were pushing the envelope and a lot of things where a lot of uh, the more conservative elements were trying to stop them uh, but just to see all this great behind the scenes stuff of watching Jim Henson and Frank Oz playing Bernard and Ernie I mean like they really never put out a lot of behind the scenes stuff for Sesame Street kind of because of the target audience like they didn't want kids thinking about the fact that there were men running around underneath all their favorite characters or inside them in, in that case uh, but I'm very interested to see how they're going to put together this 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 story so what do you guys think of the trailer I thought that this is phenomenal I love Sesame Street I love everything Henson uh, and it was just such a this reminds me of the Mr. Rogers documentary that yeah. came out a couple of years ago, yeah. which was phenomenal yeah. and a half. You talk about crying in a movie, Jeez, right? That movie just destroyed me in a, in a never, good way. Right. So and, and then this looks like the same thing. So uh, I am I can't wait to see this. I also to uh, piggyback on what Ray's saying, why it reminded me of the. Uh, Mr. Rogers is because it's of an age where we have enough actual footage where mm -hmm. they don't have to do those like um, animated reenactments of scenes. Oh, yeah. like, there's definitely yeah. a place for that in documentary film. Like the kid yeah. stays in the picture when they make, you know, like they do, they take a picture, they make it 3D, yeah. all they that have stuff. The Ken Burns effect where they exactly. like slowly right, panning. Exactly. And there's yeah. always just like my brother against brother. <laughs> but then um, it's Dearest so refreshing Abigail. to just see a trailer that has something to do with it's nostalgic, but not so nostalgic that we have to make it interesting that it's like, it looks like they probably have a treasure trove of footage, which is great. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to say is I didn't realize when I saw the name of it in the coda <laughs> that it was a um, documentary. So when I started the trailer and it said PG or PG-13 partly for smoking, I was like, what has happened to Sesame Street? <laughs> oh my God. They were just letting it all hang out. Elmo is vaping now? Yeah, What's going then, on? Yeah, exactly. And then there was like a bunch of people in beards and I was like, got it. <laughs> okay, it's a documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was more growing up, I was an electric company kid. Oh, yeah, me too. And so I think those, oof, that documentary is going to be like a behind the puppets, a behind <laughs> right. the music of puppets. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, you're yeah. When they get to the three to one contact documentary, right. <laughs> then yeah. I'm there. Hey, I have a question. Oh. When did Chicken Soup for the Soul get a production studio? Oh, wow. Well, I, I guess they, they made a lot of money in the 90s selling those books. Yeah, I guess so if you just I guess save this is what they're going to spend it on. Yeah, right. It's like you know, it's like Leno and the Tonight Show. They just held on to that money, waiting right. for the right opportunity, and now it's all that just logo like was toilet book residuals. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Every grandma in the country. Yeah. <laughs> it's like owning stock in Werther's Originals. Like you're going to make it. You're going to make bank. <laughs> 
Uh, so oh, tell man. me, your trailer was a movie I had didn't even know existed, me and either. I was so excited to see it. So oh, tell us about yours. Yeah, and I also like the hard right turn that mine takes. Yours has puppets, yeah. uh-huh. and the, and the other one had like LeBron giving a high five to Porky Pig, and mine has people starting a fire to kill a child. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the opposite. Uh, this is a film I did not was not on my radar at all, but it stars Angelina Jolie, the amazing Nicholas Holt, and other people, and it's called Those who wish me dead and it seems to be uh angelina jolie plays a firewatch captain with a haunted by her past that ends up finding a little boy running through the woods who is being hunted by a seemingly like 18 people uh-huh. two, two of them from game of thrones and they all yeah. have um uh, guns and i don't know much about it past that but it looks like a great sort of straight ahead action movie with heart but it looks really practical and it looks really good and I was excited for it I read the wind wrong I should have gone to them then you've been dead too that's our job I'm not gonna hurt you. I wanna see where the blood's coming from. It's not my blood. You in trouble? Anyone else in trouble? My dad said, if anything happened, I should find someone I can trust. Are you someone I can trust? It's an action movie with heart, but is not based on IP. And mm-hmm. it's not based on, you know, it's just like the movies that we used to make. And it seems like the kind of movie that it would take now Angelina Jolie signing on to be able to make it. And so yeah. I'm all for it. I like it. Yeah. Little fingers up to his old tricks again. Oh, yeah. Little fingers there. And yeah, they just look at him and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, you can tell I thought, it was, just... I thought it, was, it was really, really cool. And I also like the fact that it's not trying to be like salt or taken or anything. It's not like Angelina is not she sort of like, oh, she's a former special ops. No. Yeah. Who's now retired? Yeah. No, it's like she like most of the time it looks like she spends running away from them. Like right. I like the fact that it's about surviving. It's not about her hunting them down like first blood or something. No, right. it's like, like no, she, it's just we're just gonna keep running. We're just gonna run as far as we can. Information to like help him through a fire. Yeah, because she knows what that's like. And I like Taylor Sheridan. I know that the Sakara movies have some pretty messed up um, politics, depending on how you watch them. <laughs> but I really still think the Sakara movies are really cool. And I oh, loved Taylor. That High was Water. on my list too. That's actually yeah. on my list too because Emily Blunt apparently has a big action scene in the first Sakara movie, which I've never seen. So I have she that does. on my yeah. list too. Oh, I really like them. Um, and so, yeah, I like t- uh, Taylor Sheridan. I like everything about this movie. And because Ray did it, I remembered to do it. It comes out on May 14th, 2021. <laughs> Somewhere. Darn it. I didn't do <laughs> all the work. It's, that's okay. It's it's on both. So it's the same thing like that. You can either watch it uh, streaming on HBO Max oh, or right. you can go into theaters if, if you, it is safe to do so in your area right. and you are able to. Uh, so, yeah, it looks really cool. What do you think, Ray? Honestly, I was pretty confused when i watched the trailer <laughs> yeah but i have the attention span of a fly so you know and, and we know, and we know you're feeling about fire fire and trees you hate tra- when you watch the trailer were you constantly like patting your beard in case it was <laughs> catching no. like are you just sort of worried about tinder or <laughs> no i was uh, never mind it's right okay. on tinder 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, well, great, Ray. Then your trailer suck too. All right, cool. thanks, <laughs> Mel. <laughs> I well, I'm, I'm very excited about, it and I will sure be watching. I'll be watching all three of these films. So, right. nice job, gentlemen. Uh, okay, so uh, let's let's uh, let's play a little game then. Uh, nice. So, with the world getting healthier, that means people can actually go on vacations again in the near future, and that means. Cruise season can begin, but I need some help planning my own aquatic vacation because in honor of National Submarine Day, I want to take my trip <laughs> under the ocean. Uh, oh. That's right. It's time Uh-oh. for the Sub Club Elimination Challenge. Another bracket? You're bracket yes. crazy. I know. <laughs> so so I you're going to like this one. You're going to like this one, Tommy, because right. I've chosen eight submarine movies. <gasps> I love submarine movies. Is there, know a court, is there a courtroom inside of one of the submarine movies? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I'm still waiting for subcourt. You yeah. really need to work on that. <laughs> this whole ocean's out of order. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my God! There's the poster already. Yeah, the judge and the thing. I'll allow it. Watch it. yourself, cop. Yeah, like I've got all of these great <laughs> submarine things. Okay, uh, so gentlemen, your job is to come up with which one would provide the most memorable vacation. So I want to tell the story for the rest of my days. I want people to invite me out to eat just to recant the tale. So, so memorable doesn't necessarily mean Ray. Can doesn't, we? Yeah, agree, doesn't mean like, best super movie. positive. Right. It doesn't mean but it also like, doesn't have to be. It's the best. It's the story that you will dine out on. Yes. Got it. Like, for so, instance, the guy that was in 27 hours, I bet he gets invited <laughs> to talk right? about that a lot. And that weekend sucked. He's probably weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly how long he was out there. It's in the title. How long was he out there? <laughs> it, wasn't called, travel time? it wasn't called like, 27 or so hours. <laughs> 27 hours, depending on traffic. <laughs> Okay, so we got uh, we got eight things. So okay, I like this. Let's this see. Okay, so let's okay. start. So our first matchup is U five seventy one splashes versus K nineteen the Widowmaker. Oh, ooh, those are well. Let's see the Widowmaker. Oh my God! Was such There's a some wonderful such Russian accents in there. A death cruise, and you yeah. remember my story about the Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. That I've told. Have I already told it on this podcast? Okay. I believe so. But I don't. I, Ray, do you know? Mm, I'm not sure. Say, so can you do a condensed? I can do an extremely condensed one. It was okay. that because uh, I always get annoyed by over looping and over ADR when people like don't understand things. And so there's this yeah. one really long scene when all they're all like running around and stuff, and then someone passes a box to someone else, and then in the background, someone goes toolbox. <laughs> Not, I mean, who, who are they talking to? It's just someone, someone, someone in the trust audience said, yeah, but what was in that case? And so they had to say just toolbox. And it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> so you got Matthew, is it Matthew McConaughey, right? Yep. Is Matthew McConaughey. Right? And then uh, Harrison Ford is K-19. That's uh, Catherine Bigelow's movie. So let's see. In one, Have they you seen recover... either of these, Ray? Oh, yeah. I should probably start there. Guess what? No. No, oh, okay. no, Ray. Well, okay. so, Ray, can this I... This is pretty much a Tommy game. Ray's just there to, like, but cheer me, you on, I let think. Let me just... Get, let me break it down real quick, Ray, and then I would want your feeling about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. In, that in sounds K, great. In K-19, it's a Russian uh, military submarine that suffers a horrible, let's say, radiation leak. 
and they have okay. to start sending everyone's going to die. So they have to start like sending different crew members down to take shifts in Chernobyl town. And then U571 is a fake account of America recovering a German Enigma machine. In pure American being like, yeah, okay, we did that now. We did not. Yeah. The British did that. <laughs> it, is, it is called history. But um, Turing, look him up. But either way, that, that we found an Enigma machine. Is that right? Am I getting this right, Kyle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we brought it up, and then there's like a stowaway and stuff like that. Based on that, so a radioactive nightmare <laughs> and a we recovered the Rosetta Stone that helps us win a war. It's pr- it's tough for me. I'd like to leave it up to Ray because I would have Ooh. trouble making that decision. I'm inclined to say K-19. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you go on a cruise, do you ask to be called the Widowmaker? <laughs> well, no, but I, I make sure that the plutonium is packed sloppily. Oh, just to, just for fun, <laughs> you know, just to keep things spicy. You know, yeah, they're like exactly. boring Captain on long trips. Bubble wrap? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> just let let the airtight door open just a crack. Sure, so it doesn't get all musty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm fine with okay. that. Okay, with K-19, K-19 moves on. Okay. Excellent. All right, our next matchup is uh, the German classic Das Boot Ooh. versus the immortal classic 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. Ray, have you Captain seen 20,000 Leagues? So I haven't seen either of these, but I'm very familiar with them both. <laughs> Got a whale of a tale to tell you, lad. I have uh, drink up me hearties, yo ho. I'm just like saying <laughs> other vaguely water based things. I have seen Das Boot. I've um, embarrassingly never seen Twenty Thousand Leagues. Is the big oh. bad a really big octopus? Yes, yeah, squid. But yes. squid. Okay, squid. Yeah. Um. Well, you... and it does have Kirk Douglas singing, which he did not do very often in Ooh, his films. That's interesting. That's extra points. The thing about Das Boot, I wonder, is they finally get home and then it sinks. <laughs> the end of Das Boot, they're like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We made it. And then America's like, shut up or whoever it is that sinks. And they sink it like in the harbor. Like it's kind of heartbreaking. So I wonder if you were like on a carnival cruise line. <laughs> well, I don't believe uh, Captain Nemo or the Nautilus ends up uh, coming home in 20,000 Leagues. Either, oh, does it so. not? See, I haven't no. seen it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, the, the, our, our heroes escape whatever but uh not uh, nemo goes down with the ship mm. and we're picking these based on which would be the better vacation right no the uh, most memorable. memorable story the best so it doesn't have to be a positive okay. experience Does, right i think either way i would go with twenty thousand leagues I, I just think that there's i just think that there's more of a story there. Well, okay, that's that's unfair. No, that's, that's true. Unfair. That was like, like, one... it's like a four-hour cut. It's it's the Snyder cut of soup of. Uh, I own it, but I've never watched it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the time. It's four hours long. Well, I wait. You only get once you finish the last four episodes of Frasier. Then fire up Das Boot. I mean, it's a really it's a nice evening right there. Ray, I would like to suggest because we have K nineteen Widowmaker already, which is War War War. Ooh, that maybe true. it'll be more interesting to have it. To have a big squid instead of another war war. I'm sure there's more war coming down the pike, but while we have the chance, maybe let's throw a squiddy in there. What do you think? I agree. 20,000. Here, right. here. 20,000. Final answer. Ooh. Those leagues moves on. Okay. Uh, next one. This is <laughs> I, this is just fun when you can put up a, things like this. So we've got um, the uh, 
immortal subclass. Like, I was worried that if I had said best one, this would probably be the the you know Chicago Bulls in the nineties of oh. the of the competition. So that's why I changed the category to be best. And it's the hunt for Red October. What I'm seeing facing Holden off hard. against one of my favorite submarine movies, oh. Down Periscope. <gasps> <laughs> I hate you for pairing these two together because as soon as you said this was all about submarine movies, I'm like, Uh I know damn well Down Periscope is going to be here and you know know I'm going to upvote it just to get it as high as it can go. And then you pair it with Red October. Oh, yeah. I hate you. If <laughs> if he was telling the story of Hunt for Red October in the middle of his story, would he have to completely switch languages? <laughs> like Sean Connery does, because that would make it that would make it a not as good of a story. Uh, I've never seen Down Periscope. I can't imagine it's for me. Is it wacky? It's wacky. Yeah, I don't usually. Those don't tread as well for me but I, i'd say I, I won't say that like this is going to turn you around existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> i won't say this will turn you around tommy yes. but i can tell you it is really good sub mechanics like in terms of like it's like it's the the crew is wacky and they're they're doing their silly bits and stuff too but like the actual what they do to do this the, the idea is that the premise is russians have a really old sub you know, fleet essentially okay. like you know, it's always Russian. Like, and so they're they're so they decided to do this war game where what if a Russian, like an old, like from the from the World War Two era, yeah, sub, like what if they armed it with a real nuke? Could they get past our defenses? So they get this ragtag group of losers, you know, like the, basically to to set them up so they'll fail. Oh, you know, on the sub to go up against like. The, oh. the fleet or whatever right. and so they have to they have to use every dirty trick they can possibly think of so it's like the bad news bears this. underwater yeah. oh yeah that's but, fun. but like i said but so it's it's they do it, it they do so but like the actual like sub mechanics the sort of actiony parts even though they're funny are like legitimately good like he has some really good tactics he uses to huh. to try and get past them so like i said there is a lot of like 90s characters where they're just like they found every weird looking actor and just threw yeah. him in there and just like oh you have four lines You're like Patton oswald has isn't it it has like two lines so, like, yes he literally huh. i think he literally I think he, and actually he tells the story about it too i think he Got another gig, and so they like cut him out. So he he basically like delivered hand delivers a message and says this this just came in, sir, and that's it. That's and the only time he's in the movie. Yeah, they, they cut him out for the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 full of like uh, of you know those wacky nineties. This is the biggest decision that I think I'm seeing in real time that Ray has had to make in his entire life. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you. So, I made up my no, mind. So I'm, oh, oh really? What is it? Okay, make I'm your case. Da- I'm saying down Periscope. <laughs> wow. Make your case. That's not a case. That's a <laughs> phrase. I am saying down Periscope because it needs some recognition. <laughs> That's my only reasoning. And Hunt for Red October has been the granddaddy for a long time. I'm fine with that. Oh, look at that. Let's Hunt for go. October first round knockout. Wow. That's weird. I never thought that Everybody would happen. Everybody listening hates us. So, wait, yeah, what no. if I had said Hunt for Red October? What, do you break it, Kyle? Yeah, probably, yeah. Oh, I guess I would have let's to break do that. the tie. I'm going to say Hunt for Red October. <laughs> so, because you don't want to be the guy that Correct. didn't have Hunt for Red October? Correct. Oh, and well, so, in that case, I have to say, down Periscope. Fair enough. Oh! <laughs> 
the blood is not on my hands. That's fine. That's right. I saw the way I saw the way the waves were going. Your punch is pilot, in other words. Exactly. You're washing yeah. your hands of this oh, whole thing. Timely. Yeah. I'm playing uh, the fiddle well. Good for the you. good for the yeah. season. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So our, our our last first round matchup is uh, the Abyss. Ooh, James that's Cameron's be tough epic to underwater one versus Below. Oh, I have one of such my a favorites. soft spot for Below. Yeah, so do I. I. Haven't seen Below. Oh, it's such a great, great. One. David Tui, the guy who directed Pitch Black. It's a horror movie set in a submarine. What's okay. the, I've talked about it on the show numerous times. People oh, are like, you oh, have? of course, oh, he's going to okay. say below again. Zach Galifianakis is weird. Zach Galifianakis. And, and, who's, and the main actor roles. that was in like 13 Days and everything. Yep. What's he? What's his name? Uh, Bruce Davison, I think. Bruce, it's, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Bruce oh. Is that, or my, or No, I'm fine. Bruce Davison played JFK in Oh, then yes, days. it's Bruce Davidson. Yes. Yeah. If he was uh, 13 Days. Um, that's, that's a World War II. But I mean, as far as one... Oh, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood. I was, okay, good. I, was, I feel better. I was close. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would Aaron, like to... Even Darren Aronofsky did the rewrite of that movie. Uh, Ray, would you like me to make a case and you can decide what you think about it? <sighs> yeah. I I mean, I, I know the Abyss, so... Do we, I mean... do we need to specify Abyss versus Abyss Director's Cut? It's very different movies. I still enjoy both. I kind of okay. dig... <laughs> they, even they, though the events get... are pretty much the same, even yeah, though they don't get expanded. It gets so... so cheesy and preachy at the end but i remember oh, yes. the, the first version when it ended and like hello mrs thing hello mr thing yeah. i was like what <laughs> like yeah. that can't be the end <laughs> and credits yeah i was like what do you mean credits oh. i remember trying running up to the screen and trying to push the credits back down <laughs> because i was so angry i was like we need more things um i one of michael think, bean's best roles yeah too. Uh, one is a creaking boat and you chasing sounds around that don't show up a lot. One mm-hmm. has the equivalent of alien intelligence. <laughs> I would True. think that the abyss would be a little. B- oh, but would people believe you? Mm. No, people wouldn't believe you that you're being haunted in a boat. Never mind. Yeah. I vote for the abyss. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. The abyss. abyss? Is, the abyss feels like that's going to be the one to beat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I suppose for this. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you haven't heard of Down Periscope. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be facing off soon. But yeah. first, we've got uh, we've got uh, some math to do because it's K nineteen versus twenty thousand leagues. I got this. So, That's our next matchup. What do you think, Ray? It's tough because I want to say K nineteen, but twenty thousand leagues is kind of iconic. It's 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 got like a real life of its own. James Mason. That is true, and if we're talking about memorable, meaning you're going to be telling this story, not as many people are going to want you to go to their dinner party and be like, and then Frank's face <laughs> melted off, and then Sergey's <laughs> hand became his leg. Like, that's a good point. Whereas instead, you can be like, speaking of seafood, there was a huge squid. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with. I'm I fine with twenty thousand. I'm fine yeah. with twenty thousand leagues. I like that thinking. You concur, Ray? Yeah. Okay. All right, 20,000 Leagues moves into the finals. Oof. So on the other side, we have the, <laughs> the matchup no one ever thought would happen, which is Down Periscope versus The Abyss. <laughs> well, Down you know. Periscope. Oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. I'm serious. I'm serious. And the, uh, let me tell you why. I'm using your own argument because against you. Because you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Do your do your. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Case. No. Okay. I just uh, I think that uh, 
a zany ragtag team of imbeciles on a submarine led by Kelsey Grammer is a much more memorable vacation story than, say, uh, you know, some 2001 wannabe. Well, if you tell it like that, you could also say there are gods under the sea and I talk to them. (laughs) And a crazy guy, the guy from Alien. (laughs) Grew a weird mustache, went insane, and then he imploded. Yes, yes, now let's see the dessert cart. I'm going for the abyss. I'm I'm sticking hard with fair enough per, down Periscope. Wow, Kyle, Kyle okay. You well, I, this is this is the problem with with seeing the whole map is that I'm trying to think what's going to go up against twenty thousand leagues to provide the most entertainment. And I have to say, That's a good point. I think the abyss is is a good thing. So I'm going to say the abyss. Oh, thank God. Okay, <laughs> I love Down Periscope, and I hope more people will watch it and then go, what were you talking about? That the, was- best, the best part is Ray edits these episodes, so I yeah. know that Down Periscope is going to win. <laughs> I, we'll listen back, and we'll be like, what? And it'll be, he'll like do it, so we'll be like, I think Down Periscope is the best, the yeah. best, the best, the I'll best. Be like, you'll like, like string forward all of these words that I just said. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like, that's right, folks, the winner is Down Periscope. <laughs> As much as I would love to do that, I do not edit these. Oh, who oh. Does? Pete or Andy, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Pete. I'll be your editor today. I thought I'd take just a minute to remind you all that Down Periscope currently has a 12% at RottenTomatoes.com, and this review from Letterbox.com I think sums it up best. From Branson Reese. Decades are too long to really fit their stereotypes completely. The 80s weren't just Max Headroom doing a Rubik's Cube in shoulder pads for 10 years. The 90s weren't just a guy in a flannel shirt saying whatever. They were also the decade that featured a major summer movie where Frazier worked on a submarine and had a tattoo on his dick. We forget that to our own peril. Thanks, everybody. Back to the show. Okay, so then our final, final face-off is The Abyss versus 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Ray, I would like to submit the idea that we have both only seen one of those <laughs> movies. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, but honestly, I'm a real Abyss head. Like, I love, mm-hmm, I deeply yeah. love that movie. It's that was a- the first movie that I was like... I learned that James Cameron has a drowning fetish, like all of his movies at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Michael Bay had a crush on an explosion that uh, like everyone has like little things that they took away. So, no, I think The Abyss is such so a such Stay a tuned for Avatar 2. Oh, oh, that's right. More deeper. Oh, it's going to be so drowny. Um, I vote for The Abyss, but I would like to hear your thoughts, Ray. I actually am thinking the same thing i think i'm going to go with the abyss and the reason is when you you come right down to it if i was living Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea at least the film version i don't know that i would really want to relive it <laughs> oh so they'd be like tell us the story uncle ray and you'd be like shut up glug 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 and what <laughs> and when i say i wouldn't want to relive it i mean because it's it just grates on your nerves after a while Got it. All right. That seemed I think, okay. I think that was an answer and a cry for help. But I know. Okay. I think Ray's going through some stuff right now. <laughs> that was really <laughs> cathartic and uncomfortable, but I, I think the abyss wins. And that's Saturday matinee, right? 
<laughs> okay, so that with uh, with two votes, then the abyss is our winner. That's right. The other <laughs> name for Saturday matinee was originally cheap therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture therapy. Yeah, I'm cure. Right, so the our, abyss. I'm happy our with bracket that. For our live streamer, thank you. Wonderful bracket as always, that Kyle. Was fun. I love it. I am lucky that I was afraid that Crimson Tide was going to show up because I love Crimson Tide. And if, if Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide was go, on the list, but that just it made that like didn't if I had done another thing no, in brackets. But the problem is I can't if I did ten, I have to do twelve. So totally. it's like then it becomes. And this, at some point, it's just war against war against war. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was Crimson yeah. Tide against the Abyss, you would just see Ooh. me like shrink, like my ball, <laughs> my bouncing ball would pop, and I just. Yeah, I criticized was a good one. Yeah. All right. All right. So that was our that was our, our game. So let's get into the list game. So our listeners have challenged us to come up with movie titles that are complete sentences. <laughs> I had trouble with this one because <laughs> how do you define a sentence? I know of that too, because a lot of times if you add an exclamation point, almost anything can be a full <laughs> sentence, right? <laughs> yeah. I had a whole first version, and then I threw them all out because I was like, I'll try a little bit harder. But we'll see. I'm not sure if I fully got it. Because this is I coming a off a of, bunch of I Shot Andy Warhol, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. So I, I found a bunch from old movies that I had never seen before that, that were interesting, uh, that had really fun titles, but I had never seen any of them. So I was sort of like, eh, I, that just seems like cherry picking. Sure. So, but, but you guys might have chosen them, so I'm not going to say what they are until Got the it. very end. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, you had the first trailer, so you have the first one. So tell us what your first complete sentence is. My first complete sentence is, my name is Julia Ross. It's a film what? noir from 1945. Oh. Um, so it's it's actually this. I caught this as part of a film noir series on the Criterion channel and instantly fell in love with it. It's only 64 minutes long. And it's about this girl named Julia Ross. If you oh, didn't know spoilers. from the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, who she's this woman who's looking for a job. She's desperate for work and she happens to find this woman who's willing to hire her as a personal live-in secretary to a wealthy widow and julia's like oh my gosh this is such a dream come true i can't believe it and the next time she's she wakes up she's being held captive in that house and she's being Gas, gas lit, and all kinds of crazy oh. stuff is going down. So, cool. Don't go to that employment agency, folks. Yeah, right. What was it called? One more time. My name is Julia Ross, and actually, um, you might be more familiar with a remake that came out in 1987 called Dead of Winter with oh. Mary Steenburgen and um, Roddy McDowell. Okay. Uh, next one is for me. Uh, this was a a well a vast shift in tone from uh, from Ray's one. Uh, this was a movie that came and went so fast I didn't even I barely remembered it existed. And then in a documentary I watched, they made a big deal about it and how difficult it was making it. Uh, so the documentary was the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, and the oh. movie is called "What Planet Are You From?" That's right. <laughs> Directed by Mike Nichols. Yep. And apparently, it was a nightmare of a shoot. Oh, really? I even yeah. finished Gary. The Gary Shandling documentary is amazing, but it's also it nineteen really hours good. long, so yes. I haven't finished it. Yes. I'm hovering somewhere in the opening credits. No, I like how yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like two Zack Snyder's Justice right. League. <laughs> It's yeah. worth it though. It, uh, I, I can tell you, it, it doesn't have a happy ending. 
Really? Oh, yeah, the, the documentary. <laughs> I thought you meant the where. where, where yeah. <laughs> and then he lived forever? Damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently uh, Gary was extremely neurotic on it, and Mike oh. Nichols is not someone who can really deal with neurotic people very often. Sure. So every day was like, well, but what am I doing? What am I saying? And it was, yeah, it just turned into a, a huge thing. Okay. Hmm. That was mine. So, Tommy, what's your first movie title that is a complete sentence? Mine is a movie starring Kate Blanchett and other people. <laughs> They're all going away. <laughs> yeah, have the, me at and, Kate Blanchett. And The Flash from the Snyder Cut. And Ooh. if you're ever like, should we have kids? Um, you can watch one of my favorite movies. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> Uh, that's a fun way to say that phrase, but it was, no, it's, we need to talk about Kevin based on a best-selling book about what if your child is a sociopath, mm. spoiler alert, he's great. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. The end. This was a weird choice. I think of topics, by the way, can we just say that? Uh, yeah. Meaning like there, there's not as like some of them are like a little more game or some mm -hmm. of them are a little more. We're just sort of saying sentences. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that we're doing our best to enliven it. Right. But what I'm okay. saying is, hey, last week's sat matters. Don't mm -hmm. really care for it. Yeah. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the same thing because I looked at some of these and I was like, well, that's a funny title, but yeah. I don't really have a lot to say about that. Well, the other ones so. were like double crosses and something yeah. else was like crazy deaths. And they picked yeah. sentence titles. Come yeah. on, everybody. I think Mandy was the one that really wanted this. I'm sure it is. I call but Mandy's we love nickname our is word nerds in our audience. We do. All right. Fair Apparently. enough. I'm just grumpy. <laughs> Anyways, we need to talk about Kevin. So put that on the list. Go ahead. Back to the top. So, Ray, yeah. what, what's your next one? My next one is just two words. Oh, oh, this is going to be hard. I confess. Oh, nice. What's Alfred that? It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie from 1953 starring Montgomery Clift and Ann Baxter and Carl Malden. And what happens is uh, Montgomery Clift plays a Catholic priest, and he has these two German immigrants that work for the church as a you know, caretaker. And he takes confession from one of them who admits to committing a crime while wearing a priest's robes as, for uh, disguise. And then the next day, the cops show up and think Montgomery Clift is the one that did it. He knows who really did it, but he can't say anything because man. it was told to him in confession. So Cool. Good movie. Yes. I cool. confess. Is it, I, is confess. it I confess exclamation point, or is it just I confess? Just... I confess. Is it what? Me confess? Is there a comma? <laughs> I can nope. confess? No punctuation whatsoever. Confess? All right. <laughs> Is it we need to talk about my confession? Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my next one is uh, from the wild and whacking 90s. I, it's it's amazing that some of these movies actually got made. And it, just looking at them now, it just boggles my mind. So from the writers of Bill and Ted, oh. uh, the so the, I'm going to do some of the cast list. So we have Eric Idle. We have Wallace Shawn. We have John Lovitz. We have... Kathy Ireland and above the title, like their, their names are above the title, are the stars of this Terry Gar and Jeffrey Jones in 
Mom and Dad Save the World. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Back at the time that Jeffrey Jones, hot off of Beetlejuice, I guess? Can yeah. Get the and Amadeus. There. Yeah, I guess so. And who's afraid of Harry Crumb? Or no, Ferris, who, who, we should probably who, say Ferris Bueller, who, right? Who's Harry Crumb? <laughs> who's afraid? Wow. We need to talk about Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good pick, though. Good pick. Very yeah, good pick. It's a weird, weird movie. I'm enjoying right now for my second pick mm-hmm. how I wrote it down. I keep everything on a yellow sticky because I'm a oh. real lo-fi guy. Okay. This is how I wrote it down, and I wasn't doing this to be cute. This is just what I thought. This is it's, Don't tell anyone. I killed the babysitter. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> It's it's wait don't, isn't it? Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. That is yeah. correct. Yes. Don't tell anyone I killed the babysitter. <laughs> and, and the thing is, that's so many more words that at no point did my brain go, "Yeah, your hand is hurting because you're doing it wrong." <laughs> Please stop. Please stop writing. Just stop it. Yeah. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I believe um, yours is the is the horror remake they're doing for Shutter. Are you being serious? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, you mean my version? Like of don't tell anyone I killed the babysitter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because that does sound like something that Shudder would make. Doesn't like it? an updated Don't right? Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. yeah. Was that Christina Applegate? It was. Okay. I think off of her success on Married with Children. They right. Who was she her. in that? Like one of the kids? The Yeah, she was the, the lead. She was the, the oldest of the kids. But wasn't the lead the woman from um, uh, Karate Kid? Not Karate Kid. Um, yeah, Karate Kid. No, not Karate Kid. Hold on. Am I caught in a loop? There's caught in a loop. It's she it was the one that's in Are you thinking of Elizabeth Shoe? Yeah. I thought no, it was that, Elizabeth that, no, Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe is from Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> I am so I'm caught in my own slipstream. That is insane. Which was mentioned by Ray in his challenge when he was hosting that you were on. So maybe that's that's been that must be because I've never seen. Now I'm realizing I've never seen. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I was I've been talking about Adventures of Babysitting, (laughs) but luckily I picked the one that's a sentence. So hey, oh I am all over the place, man. Why do I always think of like oh it's time for sat mat quick absent like why do i ever think that that's <laughs> my pre-matinee absinthe all right good okay well all right so i think we're back to the top of the stack right all right so ray give us your your third and final complete sentence please well tell me a movie that i've heard of tommy if you think that a post-it note is bad the name of my next movie is Buy One, Get One Free Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Oh, my list is on the back of this McDonald's receipt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so my third pick, I, I have literally like two dozen movies here. That really? I- wow. So, yep. but uh, I guess I'm going to go with one of my uh it's a movie that's in my top 20 on flick chart. And it's a movie that I discovered because of the next reel. And the movie that I'm talking about, Wait, is... can you make it a game? Can you give us clues? 
<laughs> or are we running long? Should I not do that? Never mind. Just say it. <laughs> fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just desperate to not have this just be us telling each other sentences. <laughs> but it's going very well. I shouldn't say that. Go ahead. Ray, you're doing great. What is it? It is It Happened One Night. Oh, I love that movie. And I'm That's not so known for liking old movies very much. But that movie, yeah, I saw that in college and it still is. It blows me away. That That's the movie that gives me the feelings that I think like a lot of people have from Miracle on 34th Street oh. or certain other movies where it's like, oh, I get it, but I just don't feel that way. But right. it happened one night is so great. Isn't that the movie where um, something plummeted because of how he was dressed? Like undershirts plummeted or something. It was a little bit slightly <laughs> like old timey scandalous because they have to share that room in that scene and they have like the bed sheets. Sales of undershirts. Sales of undershirts because he wasn't because, wearing an undershirt. Right. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh. And like it destroyed the undershirt economy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Andy tells the story about that in the episode. It's oh, fascinating. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. But uh, but yeah, that's such a great movie. Uh, Gable and Colbert have just such a great chemistry together. Great choice. It happened one night. Yeah. I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah. Very good. sweet. Yeah. Very nice. My next one is not sweet uh, <laughs> but uh this is i i find interesting that i just found the synopsis from imdb and i like it because it takes you on a little journey because uh, <laughs> you start out and you're thinking like oh okay i think and then suddenly in the second half of the sentence it goes in a whole different direction uh so it goes like this an israeli army counter-terrorist commando fakes his own death in order to pursue his dream of becoming a hairstylist in New York City. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you don't mess with the Zohan from right. 2008. I've never seen it. How is that? It's, it's fun. An, it, I, I really like Adam Sandler in character work. Like, yeah. he's, he's done so many of just like, ah, it's just me. I'm just going to wear a different shirt. Now I'm a different guy. Like Happy Gilmore is the one that I like of right, those. Like, he's just sort of playing an everyday right, kind even of guy. Like yeah. Waterboy. Like, I mean, I think when he actually like does a character, I think they're, they're really fun, but it's right. like, maybe that's too much work. And like, right. I think he, he basically makes movies sure. now to go on vacation with his friends. Yep. Uh, it's a guy uh, with his wife and uh, they're in Hawaii. <laughs> Can <laughs> I have my check now, Mr. Netflix? Hand. Yeah, that's funny. The only thing I remember about that movie is him constantly getting with his friend's mom. Yes. There's a, there's a whole subplot of him uh, having sex with the 50, you know, 50 years and older women in New York. Because <laughs> he's their hairstylist? Yes. Or? Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, my very last one is something that I would like to wish you, Kyle, and Ooh. you, Ray, and why all of our listeners... Whether you're a Satmat fan, whether you're a hater, whether you like films, whether you don't, whether you're bearded, whether you're clean face, I could just go on and on. But instead, I will sum it up and just say, everyone, good night and good luck. Oh, well done. Thank you. That's a classic movie. I like that. George one. Clooney and a bunch of black and white people doing stuff yep. in the news. Okay, <laughs> go, go Kyle. Right. A, lot of, a lot of smoking. A lot of smoking. Right. A lot of smoking and, and murrowing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murrowing. I didn't know that and, was a Edward are murrowing all yeah. over each other. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Ray, you sound like you had a bunch of alternates. Oh, a ton, man. Uh, Any highlights? Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Huh? Uh, some like it hot. Oh, yeah. Shoot the piano player who who's afraid of Virginia <laughs> Woolf. Right, yeah. Now you're starting to make things up. <laughs> Charlie makes a sandwich. Yeah, I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I'm thinking so, more now that you're going on your list. So, yeah. what would you have, Tommy? Uh, Ingrid goes west, drag huh? me to hell, and now you see me. Oh, okay. Where my backups. I like okay. drag me to hell. And originally, I had like the curious case of Benjamin Button, the assassination right. of Jesse James. But, but I was like, are these really sentences? Yeah. Or are these titles? Like I was just yeah. So I uh, bad times at the El Royale. I was like, no mm-hmm. one will ever just say. Bad times at the El Royale. Like, if it's a sentence, it <laughs> right. has to have, like, a verb or something. So that's well, why I threw like, those out. Earthquake yeah. ends an exclamation point. So is that a sentence? Like <laughs> That's true. If you, if you point and go earthquake. Right. Well, no one points at an earthquake. Yeah. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <We're there. laughs> um, besides, I found some fun stuff, like uh, I married a monster from outer space and, like, that kind of stuff from, yep. the, from the 50s. But the two Excellent. that had his backups were, uh, dude, where's my car? Mm, huh. Nice. It is a literal sentence with actual it is, punctuation. It is That's like a, a comma and a That's question mark smart. at the end. Yeah, uh, and then uh, drop dead Fred, which seemed like a command. Oh yeah! <laughs> if you put if you add a little comma, drop dead, dead Fred. Drop dead Fred. Yeah, Wally. Wally. Anything can be a sentence. <laughs> Just a couple dots, and you got a whole thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let let's figure out what we're gonna do for next week. So next week uh, we're at number two in the Mary Heron series, American Psycho. Ooh, love. So love, there's love. a bunch of different options they have in here. Um, uh, the one at the very top, I think, is a really good one. I think I'm worried it's so good it might win, so I'm just going to leave that to the bottom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Murder in the Mind. Okay. Uh, I, guess, I guess, does it happen, does it not? I guess that's sort of, uh, you know. Uh, climbing the Corporate Ladder. Mm. Uh, we have Unreliable Narrators, which is a good one. I like that. Always Serial- a fan, but I feel like we've done that before. Yeah, I Something think so too. Something about unreliable sounds very familiar. And the next one lists is serial killers too. I'm like, ugh, God, how about just like half of the action movies that are out there? Right. Uh, assuming someone's identity, that's a fun one. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. People living ridiculously rich lives. That could be fun. You know what? Because I'm a... Because I'm angry that we got titles that are sentences. Uh-huh. Let's just, I'm going to do the one next, the next one. Let's just do kinky sex games okay. three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> On a family podcast, they have to choose kinky sex games. I also like. We'll just, I, we'll just change the wording a little bit. So it's like sex right. games that are kinky, kinky games involving sex. I like <laughs> sex um, assuming someone else's identity and then adaptations from controversial books i think is fun that's Hmm. true there's two different options that because either of those are pretty fertile ray what do you think i think there's one missing from this list and i'm quite disappointed oh do tell i would say no i would say chasing hookers with sharp implements (laughs) the ray delancey story Oh, I didn't realize I had my camera on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can see We're your We're live like behind you. We know that you're, you're finishing up your last chapter. Jimmy YouTube is going to shut us down. Underlying neighbors would have been my favorite, but I really think that they've done that before. So the, the longest one I think I've ever seen on one of these, which is actors who would go on to playing superhero characters when they were still trying to become A stars. All right. That's that. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's we're just not doing that one. I'm, I'm eliminating um, that from competition. I vote for my two, or are we each picking one? Well, kind of. I mean, if you got strong sure, feelings about two. I would two. like to say adaptations from controversial books. I think that's okay. fertile ground. Ray. I will say assuming someone else's identity. Okay. I like it. Is it crazy if we don't do something? This this movie is so music. 
heavy. That was actually, just, that was, I that's was gonna, the one that I know I you were skipping go. on purpose, right. but only if we like really made it specific. Yes. That's what I was trying to think because if we just did so what, like so much music it, that I have an idea uh, yeah. that you can totally not like, but really anachronistic music. The, oh. move, the the scene in uh, American Psycho is to the tune of Huey Lewis in the news. There is an axe murder. Like, what if it's music oh. that purposefully is anachronistic, like really doesn't match, but to good reason? Yeah. Well, anachronistic means like out of time. But that would. That, but oh, then not I know that. What you're saying. I mean, I know. Um, I'm trying to think of what the exact wording is because I like love an, that idea. An ironic music choice, maybe. Okay, I like uh, ironic. We can do that. Ironic, ironic. or mismatched, mismatched music to good I'm gonna effect. Say ironic. I'm gonna say ironic needle drop. Okay, well, yeah. Because I don't I'm want it to be to like just a bad. Morissette. I don't want it to be bad music choice. I want it to be right. like when it becomes sort of it's become more and more hip to use yeah. songs and, against uh, their meaning. And just because I'm hosting, I'm saying right now to whoever is going to be on next week's show, Forrest Gump is off the table. You cannot <laughs> choose it. Right. Right. There's too many like way on the nose things they right. do in that movie. Like she's walking out the door and then they're having the door sing. She's walking out the door. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not oh, mismatch. That's, that's on the Be nose. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've got our three. So now the, those, those poor fools don't know what they're in for. <laughs> uh, so you're saying to yourself, uh, ahoy sailors, I like the cut of your jib, but how can a humble land lover like me get involved? <laughs> An excellent question. If you just navigate your browser over to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere one gold doubloon a month, you can become a one reeler and get access to our Discord server, and may the wind be ever at your back. But hold fast, you say. What say I want to do more and also get a little something for myself? Well, wealthy privateer, if you up your monthly donation, you can elevate to the two-reeler status, where you'll be able to watch live streams as we record, like this very show, plus get early access to new episodes of our shows and exclusive private podcast feed. Plus, we'll provide you with a treasure map to reach the super-secret member channels on Discord, like the booty mm. of all booties, the Show Talk channel. What be so important about this show talk channel? I'm so glad you asked, attentive listener. If you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that show talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, you say. I've just sacked a Spanish galleon loaded down with spoil, and I wish to share my good fortune. Then good news, you can now give us an annual donation for any level. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's good for your thrice damned soul. And because enough is never enough, and you've patiently waited through this self-promotion, here be the true treasure. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterbox, you can upgrade your letterbox account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But you scurvy scallywag, you say, I already have an upgraded Letterboxd account. Oh well, you're God. in luck. This discount also works on renewals. Ah. Give a little, get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work for all of us. And that's our show. We've got another Saturday matinee in the bag. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, <laughs> indulging me in my piratey fantasies. I was hoping that you would include that old nautical chestnut monthly schmonthly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember first reading that in Treasure Island. <laughs> that Robert Louis Stevenson, man, he knew how That's to right. bend a phrase, didn't he? <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you, Connor. That was great. So thank y'all for listening. Um, we stay subscribed. There's all sorts of great stuff on here, and plus check out our all of our offers and all of our social media things. We're everywhere that you want us to be, and some places you don't. <laughs> uh, we're behind you right now. <laughs> thank you, Ray. Thank you, Tommy. My pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Chips ahoy. Enough said. Mm -hmm.
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.